0: guys welcome back to BYOB so we are carrying on with our carry on um, segment I don't know series on BYOB and today I am joined by Carter Leach. Carter is a senior at Liberty majoring in digital media he's also the co-founder of Liberty Running Club and they have amassed 40 active members after starting it last semester which is crazy because anyone who started a club before in high school but especially college knows that starting something is it's so hard to get people to come and join so really props really to you really for is. doing that especially running running makes you. me so sad
1: <laughs> it's it's one of those things like when I first started it it was like I have to get on the treadmill and, like do this thing mm-hmm. and just like get it done like I'll throw on like a podcast or like yeah. and, like force myself to do it and then I started running outside and I was like, whoa, this is actually like, it's a game changer. Like okay. just outside, like in the nature, like yeah. not in like a stuffy, like gym mm-hmm. kind of like changed everything. And then it got to the point where I was like, I don't even think I need to listen to music to like get motivated. And that's, so now i gets run you know. in just silence and it literally, <laughs> it is, it's so nice. And it's just such a great time to like, kind of be like mindful of how you're feeling and just like really get to like move your body in like a fun way and like yeah. challenge yourself. and so it's like like the big saying is like it takes 30 days to build a habit so mm-hmm. like I always tell people I'm like just try it out for 30 days and if you yeah. don't like it like never do it again but yeah if you do like it then just like keep going with it and it'll probably be so fun
0: yeah no I love that you feel that way about it because every time I run I'm in so much pain but I've talked to so many people who love running and who are just so good at it and they're like yeah like I just like go and like see where the wind takes me see how long I want to go for and I'm like how how do you like run without listening to anything like if I just run I'm like I'm in so much pain I want to go yeah, home. And you're just thinking about the
1: pain too like it's yeah. like there's nothing else to even think about so you're so like you're just like I need to get this done like this just like hurts
0: yeah but- oh my gosh well love that you love it and love that you have 40 other people who also love it carter is also a videographer for like liberty athletics which is awesome and i was asking him about like any fun facts that he had that he wanted to share and we have a fact we're gonna call it a heartwarming fact because yeah, it probably go. wasn't fun for his parents at the time
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was but- not I can confirm. it was probably not fun
0: so his heartwarming fact is that Carter was born three months premature and he weighed 1.5 pounds at birth, which is, that is wow. crazy. Wow! But he is a medical miracle uh, as a medical, <laughs> medical professional, <laughs> in my professional opinion. Um, and so happy that you're here with us today, Carter. So welcome. I'm
1: happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh my gosh. So happy that you decided to come on. And so we're gonna we're gonna try out a new like hybrid format for this podcast episode. The last few have just been like kind of storytelling, but now we're gonna transition kind of more into like an interview-ish style. But I was telling Carter before, we're just gonna we're just gonna see where this episode takes us. It'll be a surprise to both of us.
1: That's <laughs> great. I'm I'm so pumped.
0: Oh, by the way, we're talking about anorexia today. Before I just like jump right into that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that's like a good, good disclaimer. Cause you really like, People who are listening, it would just be like such a like jump right into it. (laughs) They're like, whoa, (laughs) (laughs) like this just got so crazy, like so quick.
0: Not the most graceful transition (laughs) on my end. But yes, we are talking about anorexia and Carter's sharing his story with us today, his carry-on story. So, Carter, what is your experience with anorexia and how did struggling with anorexia impact your life?
1: Yeah, so it's still like kind of new, like navigating like the whole process of like telling people and like kind of like letting them into the story and it's always like such a like I don't think weird's like the right word but it's always like such a like sort of out there topic to just like bring up like out of the blue with people mm-hmm. um because I feel like especially now like coming back to school and like catching up with people after being gone for the summer they'll be like oh like how have you been and I'll be like oh like I've actually been like kind of struggling like a little bit I'm mm-hmm. um, be like oh with what and I'm just like anorexia and, like <laughs> it's just like hard to like kind of like yeah get into it but I found mm-hmm. it like super helpful to kind of start like in high school and middle school going into early high school and just kind of like going from there um and so I think like throughout high school like there was always like sort of like this insecure part of me who like wanted to fit in and wanted to feel validation in like certain areas of life where like not looking back at it it's like I didn't necessarily need validation from those areas or from those groups or from those people um, but obviously like when you're in high school it's like everything just feels so different like the mm-hmm. stakes just feel so high um and like especially i had moved high schools from freshman into sophomore year and so it was just like going into like this new group of people like it just felt so intimidating um and so i started out high school um as around like 210 pounds which is like a lot bigger than i am right now and it was always like it was like a you know, it was, like, on the side of, like, becoming unhealthy for my height and for, like, my lifestyle, Um, and so it was just, like, kind of, like, this overall, like, discontentment um, with weight and body image and, like, kind of all of this stuff, like, started to, like, pile up, Um, and so I was, like, oh, like, you know what the answer to this is? Like, fitness, like, let's just, like, get into fitness, and once I lose the weight, like, I'll be good to go and kind of, like, all of that other stuff that I've mm-hmm. like struggled with will just like completely like go away and it yeah. won't be an issue anymore mm-hmm. and obviously like looking back at it now it's just like so funny to even like think about but like at the time it's like you're in high school like you're not like super mature yet and so it's just like that's kind of like the thought process um and so I started like consistently working out um and at first like it started out like really healthy like I was just working out and intuitively eating so like whenever I was hungry would just like eat and so I felt satisfied and be like oh I'm good to go and not like worry too much about like types of foods or categories of foods or anything like that mm-hmm. um and I had gotten to the point where I like got down to like 160 and so like for my height like that's classified as like a healthy weight um and kind of like looking back at it from there like I really could have like started like lifting or doing more activities that I like really enjoyed um but just kind of like remained cardio heavy and like once you're in like that like mindset of like lose 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 it's like kind of hard to like flip it off Mm -hmm. um and so I just got to the point where I was like so like obsessed with like losing weight and I was like if I don't see a certain number on the scale or if there's not a drop every single day then Mm -hmm. like I'm gonna like develop like certain ideas about my self-worth or certain ideas about my character like people aren't gonna like me and things like that um and so it got to the point and it's like hard to pinpoint like what like day or what time this happened but like there's just like this switch that like flipped and I was like eating is bad so I'm just like not gonna do it um and so like freshman year of college I remember like we would have like our meal swipes and I had like 300 a semester and I think I only used like 250 of them for like or not didn't use 250 of them so I only used that 50 of them like the whole entire semester and was like rationing like meals that were supposed to be like one meal for like multiple days and just super cardio heavy And from that point was like, I was like, okay, like this is starting to like really like become an issue. Um, And sort of like transitioning into sophomore year and like college change and things like that. um, I was kind of just like, so stressed in other aspects that I was like, I don't even want to deal with eating. Um, And it got to the point of like super, super like restrictive dieting. um, And like really got to the point where I was just like, not consuming like, any food like at all like literally like the bare minimum um and kind of at the same time I had gotten like really into running and that's like when my love for running started to develop but it was hard because it was like this one thing that I like love to do like started to be like the very thing that was like really like hurting me like health wise mm-hmm. um and so like this past school year um we have a thing at liberty it's called campus community and so like we'll have like different speakers and like pastors and things like that like come in and kind of like talk to like anybody who wants to go and like listen um and so like we had a campus community um on like the topic of like mental health and it's like things that you tell yourself and you like isolate from community um and like the lies were like they won't care about me, like, I'm not important enough, like, I'm a burden, like, things like that, like, the typical things that we tell ourselves all the time before we, like, open up about our struggles, um, and kind of just, like, came to, like, this realization, and was, like, super, like, convicted that, like, whoa, like, I'm telling myself all of these lies all the time about, like, my health, and, um, you know, like, sort of, like, obsession with fitness and things like that, um, it was, like, dang, like, I really, like, need to, like, seek help for this thing, um, and so I talked to, like, my community group leader who, like, on our halls, we just have different groups with, like, leaders who can, like, help us, like, spiritually, mental health-wise, things like that, um, and he was, like, the first person I, like, really had, like, opened up to about it, um, and kind of, like, from there, we just like figured out like the next practical steps that we could take and obviously like therapy was like a super practical step Mm -hmm. um so got involved in that and then I came home for the summer and told my parents the stuff that I was struggling with and then went to my doctor for like a check-in um and was kind of like extremely underweight to the point where he was like you know, obviously you already know this, but like, if you keep doing this, it's going to like result in a hospitalization. And like, I don't want to see you like that. Mm-hmm. And it was super helpful to like kind of already be on like that path of like, I want to like get better um, before I had like that checkup. Cause it was just like validation. And I was like, oh, this is like a good thing. Like getting better is like a super, super solid thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like sort of where we're at like right now. And so like, I know that was like all over the place and I feel like I talked forever. But like, I feel like it's good. It's good background, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. like a hard thing to just like pinpoint like this is exactly when it started and this Mm -hmm. is what happened. So like that's like the most helpful way that I've like found like telling people about it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for sharing. And I know how hard it is, especially since this is still so fresh. And again, like you were talking about earlier, like it's not a easy thing to bring up to just be like, hey, like people are like, Oh, like I'm really stressed about like schoolwork and stuff. And you're like, I'm stressed about my struggle with anorexia. Like, how do you like bring that up in an everyday conversation with someone? But something that you said that really stuck out to me was how you were like, if I lose X amount of weight, then like, I'll be fine. Like, like my problems will go away. Yeah. Like that'll be good. And the thing that a lot of people don't talk about in weight loss is it has a very like addictive effect. You're like, oh, I saw that I could lose this much, like this much weight, and I've yeah. done it before. So now I can do it again, except for I can like lose more weight this time and it'll be better. Yeah. And I feel like we have kind of, as a society, just grown to equate being skinny with being successful and yeah. being like skinny is the ideal. And if you're yeah. skinny, then you don't have any issues and stuff. Yeah. But similar to you like i remember my first year when i had really disordered eating habits that just thinking about how i was going to exercise that day and what i was going to eat took up so much space in my brain yeah, yeah. it's it's insane like it really takes up a, it is exhausting like having those thoughts like 24/7 like in your head not being able to really focus on anything else like not even being yes. able to like go out with friends because you're like i don't want to go out to like get dinner or lunch with them yeah. because I don't want to like eat too much or like I don't want to eat here or like after you know like hanging out with your friends a lot or like if you have like a movie night or something like you don't want to get snacks for it like yeah. you yeah. don't want to like I don't know like get like quote-unquote drunk food yeah stuff. yeah no food is junk food but yeah so it's it's really exhausting and yeah. The idea that like, oh, life will just get better if I'm this, like if I'm X amount of pounds, yeah. it's just so false because once you get to that place, you just have a new set of problems that comes on
1: yeah and it's not yeah. like
0: your old problems have gone away either. It's like, all right, exactly. they're still there. And there's exactly. also like a new host
1: of problems. Yeah. But and it's just like, funny too, because like in any other area of life, like if you think like, oh, if I get to this certain point, like, I'm going to be good to go. Like, life's going to be easy. Like, I'm going to coast. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like we as like a society have like found out that that's like not true. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just there's no like time where life is just like easy and you're just like coasting through. And so I don't know why it's that way with weight. Like, why do we come up with like this like idea that like if we get to like this certain weight or look this certain way, like life's going to be easy because we don't really think about, like that with any other topic or any other thing. So I don't Mm -hmm. know why weight is like the exception
0: Mm -hmm.
1: for that, you know? Yeah,
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And we were talking about this when we were brainstorming and you were talking about how as a male who struggles with anorexia, you have a unique perspective. It's not going to come to a shock to anyone to know that the media doesn't do a great job of portraying anorexia in men. And like most of the advice targeted towards people who are anorexic are targeted towards women. So, yeah. how has this like affected you during your journey and struggle with anorexia?
1: I mean, I think it's one of those things from like from the very beginning, and even now, like it still like sort of affects me like just in different ways. Um, I think like for me, like when I had started like the recovery process, I was like, I really want to like make sure that like you know the social media outlets that I go to like when I'm scrolling through Instagram, there's like helpful resources and mm-hmm. things that are like benefiting me. So I'm not just like mindly, mindlessly like scrolling through Instagram, I'm just like, you know, looking at nothing. Like I mm-hmm. wanted it to be like helpful when I logged on to Instagram yeah. and like that. Um, and so I think it's hard because like even some of like the recovery accounts use like different like, you know, like pronouns within like their posts. Mm-hmm. So like they'll all be like geared toward like female pronouns and things mm-hmm. like that. And so you know, when I'm, like, reading, like, a thing that I'm, like, oh, this is, like, really good advice, Um, but it has, like, she and her and things Mm -hmm. like that, I'm, like, it's just literally so easy to, like, use, like, they, Mm -hmm. them, like, -hmm. it's literally, it's just, it's so easy, and then you don't run into, like, any issue with, like, a certain gender feeling, like, they're left out of, like, the recovery process, Um, I think that was something that, like, continues to be, like, just sort of, like, isolating as, like, a male, like, struggling with it, um, but I think, like, just in the beginning, like, it is just super isolating, even when you start recovery, because, like, I know for me, like, talking to, like, other guys about it, I've been, like, super blessed to be in a situation where, like, all of my guy friends are super understanding and are, like, mm-hmm. super supportive, um, and have been there for me, like, every step of the way, but, like, I can't even imagine if I was, like, not in an environment like that, mm-hmm. and in an environment where, like, the male figures like within my life like didn't understand something like that yeah Um, I think like it's just something within culture that it just it feels more comfortable to us to like talk about women struggling with it Mm -hmm. rather than men struggling with it and obviously it shouldn't be that way and like I think for me that's like a big reason why I want to like share things with people and like have conversations that are hard with people because like that's how there's going to be change, you know, like, there's no way to, like, go to, like, some media source and, like, get their attention and just be like, yo, you need to do this differently and then be like, oh, okay, that definitely makes sense. Like, I think it starts, like, just with having, like, day-to-day conversations and then the more that people are aware of it, like, the more that their actions and conversations are going to, like, reflect it and they're going to talk to their friends about it and they're going to be fine. One thing I was super blessed with was, like, one of my best friends from high school, I had, like, known her brother, like, a little bit like we had seen each other in the halls and stuff like that. Um, and when I had opened up to her about it, she was like, This is actually something that my brother struggled with as well. Um, so being able to talk to him about it and go to him, and he just has like so much wisdom, he's just such a great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like opening up to him and getting his perspective on things, and he's like way further down um just the recovery path in terms of like time he's been recovering. Mm-hmm. Um, and so obviously, like he has wisdom in that that I don't necessarily have yet. And so like, it was just super great. And that was, like, mm-hmm. one of the things I was super, super blessed with. Um, and just, am like, so fortunate to have that opportunity. But, like, that comes with, like, being open to, like, sharing your story. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think that's definitely a way to, like, get that to change, mm-hmm. uh, for
0: sure. Yeah, definitely. One thing that we talk about on BYOB so much is, like, the importance of community. Yeah, exactly. To talk to people who have gone through similar things as you. Yeah. And, when you were talking about how it felt so isolating, like, I feel like that's a real struggle that men struggling with, you know, any kind of mental health issue have, it is very isolating, because, like, one thing that I'm really lucky to have as a woman is there are so many women who are willing to talk about their mental health issues and talk about their eating disorder recovery and stuff like that. But you know, like off the top of my head, I can be like Victoria Garrick, like through thick and thin, like diet starts tomorrow podcast, yeah. like all it's like, yeah. it's so easy to just like take off like these like female creators who yeah. are so open with their journey. But I can't think of any like male creators who are, and honestly, it's probably because I haven't done much research into it. But at <laughs> the same time, it's because like, there aren't that many, like, men who are open to talking about mental health issues, eating disorders. And so that's why I think it's really, I hate when people are like, oh my gosh, like you're so brave for sharing your story, but it is brave and like inspiring to know that you're opening up this conversation and you are making this, like, you're making yourself accessible to other people to learn about your experience with anorexia and also like know what the male experience is like. And you might be your friend's brother for someone else. I'm trying to think of how to word this. They might have a friend who they don't even know is struggling with an eating disorder. But once they hear how you've been talking about this, then they'll feel comfortable opening up to their friend or feel comfortable opening up to you, which is something that's so special. And that's honestly the most important thing you can be doing right now is sharing your story. And I don't know. I just think it's like really great that you're able to do that and you're able to share it so eloquently. Even though it's still, again, like so fresh for you since you've just started recovery like this past year. So, yes. just wanted to point that out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you. It's so nice. Thank you. Yes. I appreciate
0: it. So, the last question kind of on the topic of recovery is how have you started trying to develop a healthy relationship with eating and exercise? And Carter and I were talking about this earlier. We are not medical professionals in any way. But, you know, this is his experience as a 20-year-old, 21-year-old man who struggles with anorexia. And that's all we can ask for. Like sharing your experience is the best thing that you can do.
1: Yeah, I think for me, like kind of like one way that I've like kind of started on the path of like developing like that healthy relationship with like eating and exercise in particular is like not looking at fitness as like this like extremely linear thing which I feel like can be difficult sometimes, especially with running, like it's a super like numbers based sport. Um, But just like looking at it as like a graph with like, the common like ups and downs of like Mm. everyday life. Um, And you know, finding an activity that I enjoy and being like, okay, like for this month, I think I want to like step into that activity and like really start to do it and like do it on a regular basis. And then like, you know what, like, I think I'm gonna run this month and run when I feel like it or you know row today or something like that like kind of just like willing to like be flexible and routine and that's one of the things that's super hard with recovery because I feel like especially in like disordered eating it can be like super numbers based Mm -hmm. and that can kind of like switch over to your exercise and so you're like if I don't burn this amount of calories and do this amount of thing for this amount of time Then like my exercise like wasn't valid like it wasn't like a good you know day of fitness, Um, but I think like just looking at fitness is like this graph that has like ups and downs and like some days are gonna be like better than others. But like really like the importance is that like if you like enjoy an activity if you enjoy like getting to move like going out and like just doing that because it's like a fun time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's something that's definitely helped with exercise and then with eating like looking at, like, food as, like, fuel for, like, your everyday things, for exercise, for, you know, having conversations, like, looking at it as just, like, a necessity, but also, to like, looking at it as, like, an emotional thing, as, like, a fun thing, like, if I'm gonna hang out with my buddies and, like, go out and, like, I don't know, watch, like, a football game and, like, get wings, like, that's, like, a fun thing, and, like, the food is there to, like, help, like, bring out the experience, Um, and so, like, I think, like, looking at it as, like, this, like, aid and, like, helping you, like, have better memories and, like, better times and, like, have fun with friends, um, I think has been, like, super helpful. And it's been super cool recently, like, to just be able to, like, go out with buddies and, like, get ice cream and be, like, Mm -hmm. whoa, that was so much more fun than just, like, sitting at home and, like, watching a game or playing Xbox or doing something stupid like that. Like, Mm -hmm. it's so much more fun to go out with friends and get ice cream and things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, and I wouldn't have had that memory if I didn't go get ice cream, like things like that, just looking yeah. at it as like this, like tool, um, to like help your body, help your energy, but also like make fun memories and mm-hmm. like be emotional. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. And just
0: like, yeah,
1: I think that's been super helpful recently.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Honestly, we didn't even need the disclaimer because that was beautiful advice. Like I appreciate it. I'm like, forget my like five minute ramble that I went on before that. But no, like I think that's something that I really connect to too. Because when I think one of the reasons why I like say I hate running is because when again, like I had really disordered eating eating habits my first year, I was like, yeah. I cannot eat anything until I run my morning four to six miles. And yeah. if I don't do that, then I don't get to eat. And then I realized that, like doing like this long distance running, is not the only way to like exercise. Like doing like a little Zumba class with my friend that's exercise. Walking a class that's exercise. Like exactly, yeah. Just like doing like the small stuff. And like over the past three years, I feel like like you have like I've really been trying to find exercise and fitness that makes me feel good instead yeah. of like what's going to help me lose the most amount of weight and i found that i really like hit running i cannot do like the in, like the long distance runs those are not yeah. for me yeah. but like the i do like just like 30 minute hit runs and for those of you who don't know like hit running is like basically like 30 seconds sprinting 30 seconds walking like just like on and off like in different time intervals and stuff and I feel like this is the advice that no one asked from, or no one asked of from me, but I will be giving it anyways.
1: <laughs> so go give it. I, I'm, honestly, I'm like taking notes. Like I'm, I'm, I need this advice. So this oh is good. Oh my gosh.
0: I love that. Yeah. But like for hit running for me, I feel like it's something that I enjoy because it just teaches me more about life, like in the least cheesy way. I'm like, if I like my Peloton instructors are always like, you can do anything for 45 seconds. You can do anything for a minute. And I'm like, I can like, I can like go hard for like this minute and like feel powerful in doing that. And then like, take a minute off to walk. And that's like with life too. Like there are going to be times in life that are hard, but like, that's why it's important to take the time for yourself to rest. And in these videos, they're like, prioritize your recovery. And so like, just like letting your body rest and like recover before you, like you go into the next effort. And so that's just been something that's been helpful to me in exercise. And just like, I started doing cycling I started Spenga last week, which is like spin strength yoga. And that's That's been kind of, that's been fun. I was like, oh my gosh, like I enjoy this. And I don't know. I think it would just like first year me would be like, what are you doing? Like, you're not getting a good workout after running for 30 minutes and you're walking half of the time. And like the same thing you were saying before, like thinking that there are like bad workout days when like you don't go hard enough or you don't burn enough calories, but Again, like you, what you were saying, like no workout is a bad workout. Yeah. Every workout is good if you like get your body out there and get moving. Like that's all a workout. Needs exactly. To be.
1: Yeah, and you're gonna have like different fitness goals for different times. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I think like if you're like, you know what, like I want to focus more on like building muscle. Obviously, like that's not gonna be like super super cardio heavy. So mm-hmm. like if you're like just basing a good workout off of how much cardio you did then like you're going to be so lost when you go to lift and you're like, oh, I don't have that basis anymore for Mm -hmm. like, what's a good workout? What's a bad workout? Mm -hmm. And so like you said, just like finding those things that you enjoy doing and just like pressing into that Mm -hmm. um, and like really like making the time for it. And like also too, I think it can be super helpful. Like when like writing like goals or like bringing up goals, like rather than like making them like numbers, like honestly, like making it like ability-based so like Mm -hmm. oh like I want to be able to like you know do a certain like number of like reps like obviously that's numbers but that's not like Mm weight-based that's not like worth-based anything like that it's just like oh like I'm getting stronger like that's yeah like I feel like something like that is like super helpful too yeah Um, and like kind of helps people who like need a gauge on like oh if this is like a good or bad workout it's like Mm -hmm. no like this is like super helpful. It's like a guide for you, but it's mm-hmm. not like a toxic guide. It's just yeah. like a fun guide in a exactly. way to like yourself, you know? Yeah,
0: no, exactly. Like you said it perfectly. We're not here saying that you shouldn't have fitness goals, but yeah. we're saying like those goals shouldn't be based off of your physical appearance. So you shouldn't be like, exactly. my goal is to have like more toned arms or legs, I instead like shift that to like, my goal is to be able to like lift heavy or like run three miles without exactly. walking or like yeah. maybe like up my sprint speed. Like these yeah. are like the fitness goals that we should be having instead of like the fitness goals being based on like what you look like, how much you weigh.
1: You said it perfectly. That That's like the perfect way to say it.
0: <laughs> but the last thing I wanted to touch on is what you're talking about with eating and how eating is eating really is like a social thing it yeah. like food it's fuel and like eating is something especially like this last year like going out on picnics and eating outdoors with friends were basically the only thing that i could do to God. socialize with people yeah. and so like I don't, I don't know what to say life is so much more fun and you know less stressful when you just let your body eat what it wants And Uh, like, again, what you're saying, like those like nights where you just decide to spontaneously get ice cream with your friends. Like for me, that was just like randomly going to the Krispy Kreme drive-thru and befriending the drive-thru person. So she would give us free donuts. Like that's, that's what I remember about last year and like food, I feel like helps us create like these moments that we really remember and really connect with people. So Mm. don't let societal standards of body image get in the way of your ice cream or your donuts. Mm, amen. amen. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. We're a little over our 30 minutes, but thank you so much, Carter, for coming on. I so have learned so much from you. And I know everyone listening will learn so much from your story.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> no problem. Come on anytime. Um, and if you guys are still <laughs> listening, thank you. And make sure to BYOB next week. Bye.